music, double your pleasure, and double your fun. It's time for breaking news with Ed and Sean. It's time for Geeksters. And welcome to 287 Part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, welcome everybody to Part 2. Yay. Here we bring you the hard-hitting questions. Yes. <laughs> or the ones that I felt were interesting. We talk about a dangerous crime ring in Portland, Oregon. Yes. We talk the the world of the Flintstones and the Jetsons being torn asunder through strife and war and radioactivity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we also talk some more Avenger stuff. <laughs> I, let's face it, it was the biggest thing this week. <laughs> still. Yeah, still is. So uh, why don't you sit back and relax and have your world be prepared to torn asunder in the thing we call the Geek Files. Do, 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 do. Don't, don't do that. We'll get sued. Okay. <laughs> We're back. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live here on iPlanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just start talking radio on those apps. All right, Ed. So when we last left, you were going to bring the news. How was it? Bringing no. the thunder? Was it my turn? Your turn. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing I was collecting articles all week. <laughs> he knew that, Ed. <laughs> all right. Let me get ready. Where's my mouse? There it is. Oh, yeah. I got some good articles this week. All right. my fucking... And one that I contributed. I read him the headline. He said, send that to me. All okay. right. That's nothing to do with Batman or any of any kind. All or right. Disney. Clearly, <laughs> my PC has decided to say, fuck you, Sean. All right. Um, however, uh, allow me to read here. Uh, let's see. Let me get to the... All right. All right. Okay. Well, um, here, here's little news bits. Ed, ready? All right. We were talking about the Justice League earlier, and not the Justice League, but the Avengers. Right? How dare I confuse the two of them? Yes. But on April thirtieth, the Avengers: Infinity War will beat Justice League's entire box office run. On that day. Really? Entire run. Apparently, um, the Avengers Infinity, uh, Infinity War, as of the writing of this article, which was April 30th. Okay. Uh, call it has officially beat the entire global box office hall of Justice League. Um, is used the old Marvel idiom. Nuff said. Huh. Um, Infinity War had pulled $640.9 million in its global opening. Justice League pulled in a total global box office hall of $656 million. Um, with the Monday estimates coming in strong, Infinity Wars expect to cruise easily past Justice League's box office mark on its way to ultimately dwarfing the entire DC franchise. <laughs> uh, thoughts? Here we go. Um, the Force, we call it, it also crushed Star Wars The Force Awakens record domestically opening, um, as well as coming in just behind The Fast and the Furious, which is a record for foreign box office opening. Okay. All right, so uh, I would say that the um, you know those guys at uh, Marvel they know a thing or two. <laughs> um, well, I mean, first off, you know, you know that you know Disney 
knows marketing. And if anything, out of and if anything you could say about Disney, there's a lot of things you could say great about Disney or good about Disney or even bad about Disney. But one of the things they surely know is how to make money. How to make money. How to market <laughs> the bitch to to make money. And uh, it's it's no surprise. It really isn't. I mean, but I mean, you 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 go along with. You've had nine now. This is nine, number moving number nineteen, number out of, nine, nine, nineteen, 19 out of the list, and you've had how many in this you know DC universe that they're trying to put together to make a coherent you know se- it's supposed to be a seven part series that we spoke uh, yeah a couple about. weeks ago yeah, yeah. Um, but right now Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman they didn't count in that in what you talked about last week or week before that they didn't count Wonder Woman in that oh it was it was uh. Man of Steel, mm. Batman v Superman, um, maybe Suicide Squad. Because remember, you were saying that maybe Suicide Squad was like taking place while something else was happening. Um, boom, Justice League. Right. Like I guess they weren't counting Wonder Woman because of the so much prior to. Because the whole time you were talking about it a couple weeks ago, or wh- whenever it was that you talked about that, the whole time I'm like, so we're not going to talk about Wonder Woman at all. The, the one they, successful one. Probably no one I want, so no one wants to talk right. about it. Because <laughs> they'd rather focus on the failure rather than the success. Right. You know? But even if you put Wonder Woman in there, it means Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. Justice League. And coming this winter, Aquaman. Yes. You know? I'm pumped. So I mean, <laughs> um, next year you got Ms. Marvel, Avengers four. You know, later this year we got Ant Man and the Wasp. So I'm, 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 I'm coasting. I'm, I'm having fun. Do you think it's going to end soon? The what? This whole wave of superhero movies nah, topping no. the box office. I, I think, um, I think just like anything else, sooner or later somebody will do the one that no one wants to see. It seems to be like there. If DC was the only one in the game, mm. I think people would probably feel like, oh, oh, my God, this is really, let's just hit the reset button. But with Marvel, they're like, okay, well, they seem to almost, it's like, okay, well, here's the end of Avengers 3. You just got Andrew, uh, Avengers 4, and then guess what? Reboot, you know? Yeah. Because they're saying, like, it's going to reset its wave, what, 7,000 at this point? Yeah. You know, so I kind of feel like maybe that there's, it's also not the same movie. Now, you know, you might say, well, it's the same plot, but I would say Ant-Man is more of a Ocean's Eleven heist movie. You know? No, I mean, there, there, there Thor, is... Thor, Ragnarok's definitely def- a comedy. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, there's, there is a complete differences between every movie. But there is some similarities in certain, certain movies that you could go, I could see with it where, where it's, it's connected. You know, sure. Way, you know, like, as long as it's connected, that's fine. But, I mean, the, the, tonal, the tone of the movies, I think, are all just a little different. Yeah. You know, I think as long as you you can keep making those little changes, I think it'll be fine. I mean, now, granted, you know, talk to me in like ten years when I'm like, you know, oh, back in that's not my Spider Man. Spider Man used to be a little boy named Toby. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that as long as Disney, as long as Disney keeps the the track record that they're gone. Because, I mean, weren't we thinking that we didn't think that Avengers was going to make as much as Black Panther because of the phenomenon that was Black Panther? Yeah. I mean, you know, was... and then Disney was like, oh, hold our beer. Right. You know, and then it was two weeks in, uh, we just hit a billion dollars. Uh, oh, thank you. Geeks, you just don't know what you're talking about. See you later. Now, don't forget, Deadpool comes out in two weeks. Yeah. It's not <laughs> ours, but now we own them. Yeah. And then in four weeks, Han Solo. Like, you know, you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the same. I mean, I mean, you know, 
uh, fanboys are starting to diss Star Wars in a way, you know, where, where, they're, where they're, people are talking <laughs> bad about it, and, and I don't get it, really, you know. I think it's the phenomenon that sooner or later fans eat themselves. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's, it's the, the bacteria that we are. It's like everyone's got an opinion, and before it was, we had a, it was like you and I before the internet, we'd be like, we could talk Star Wars. We got a differences. We spat a little bit, but then we move on. But like, oh, wasn't that a great scene? Yeah, but the saying that we would we would agree though that it was a right. good movie. Like we right. would be like, oh no, this this what this scene really meant was this, or you know that kind of thing. We would have arguments about, but the all as, as a whole, it was a right. great movie. And that's why I think that that there's somebody like right now the big argument is without spoiling any movie is that Peter Quill is the true villain of uh, Infinity War. I think there's a lot of villains in that. I, movie. I think that they all kind of yeah, fucked up a little bit, but I still think that ultimately, Doctor Strange said one line that made you, if you watched the movie, you'd have to go, "Well, if he said that, maybe it's all part of a bigger plan." Like yeah. you have to kind of not look at that one moment, and then you know it's like, yeah, he did, but maybe he had to. Like there's that that you know there, there's right. there moments, but people don't want to look at that. Like Peter Quill's the real villain because if it wasn't for him, everyone would still be alive. Spoiler. <laughs> Not everyone died. <laughs> so it was like, you know, but still, like, Tony screwed up a little bit. You know, Doctor Strange screwed up a little bit. Peter did. Thor did a little bit. Like, they all kind of fucked up at one point or another. Right. You know, but yet those kind of get ignored because it, it for whatever reason, I guess people just don't have the looks in our era. The Empire won once. Yeah. And we, it was, it was, it shook our world. Yes. Because it was like you walked out of that Empire Strikes Back going, wait, what did we, wait, they won? Like <laughs> you just, it was odd to see in movies at the time where it was like the hero saves the day and you move on. Like, right. not in Empire. So you kind of walked away and you're going, oh shit, day is a little darker than normal. Like, <laughs> and then when you leave Avengers, you're like, okay, sometimes. Yeah, but see, the thing, the thing is, is that you, you, you really do have to see the broader s- spectrum of Avengers. You know, sure. you have to go back to the, the previous Avengers movies and the movies that led up to it to understand really why three the way the way it was. Like, you, you just don't like yeah. get that if you just saw Avengers. Right. Like, if you just War. walked in sitting down and seeing Infinity War, you're like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. You know. So I think that. First of all, Chris Pratt is having a field day with people blaming him. Right? <laughs> I'm sure I mean, he, he is. is like a trooper about this play. I'm he thinks sure it's he hysterical, is. right? I mean, I don't, from what I've read, he's not angry. He thinks it's funny. Right. You know, very, I love the way Ryan Reynolds would. Okay. Right. So I think people, it's hard to think about all the other characters that potentially, allegedly, fucked up in, event, in Infinity War. Right. When Peter quote-unquote, fucked up at a peak moment in the movie. Right. I mean, some shit was happening when Peter, air quote, fucked up. Right. Right? When the other people fucked up, it wasn't as big of a a scene. Well, a lot of people are saying there's a moment where Doctor Strange does something where early in the movie said he wouldn't do, and at the end, he does it, and people are like, no one's caught him on that. Like, like everyone's still bitching about Peter Quill when Strange did that. Like, what the fuck, people? Like, pay attention. But everyone's like, oh, well, he saw 14 million possibilities. This was the only outcome. He even said it himself. And you're like, well, then how do you know everything that you saw wasn't designed to be that way? Right. Like, I'd sound like, you know, but nope, nope. Everyone's got to have, like, no, Peter Quill's a big, big bad villain. He's, he's horrible. <laughs> he's a dick. 
Chris Pratt is having a field I'm day. I'm sure with him, he so. is. <laughs> he got the paycheck. He got he, he got his money, and he's like, <laughs> right. sure, call me, call me the big sure, guy. He's like, I'll see you in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Huh? And right. like, wait, wait, like, you know, it, it's it's questionable. Like, who knows? Like, I guess we'll we'll find out in May next year. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's see what else I got there in the news area. All right. Okay, let's get more controversy. Okay. Ready? Uh, last week, you talked about Apu. From Abu from Apu from uh, Simpsons? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I didn't talk about shit. <laughs> <laughs> you had to take Apu. Apu. <laughs> and not the monkey from Aladdin. That's Abu. Abu. Uh, he scared me. <laughs> 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 Hold on, it's gotta it's gotta compose himself here. <laughs> this is such a dad joke. So... <laughs> oh man, go ahead. Well, Simpsons creator on a poo controversy. Quote, people love to pretend they're offended. <laughs> In a recent interview with USA Today, the Simpsons creator Matt Growing addressed the criticism around character Apu, and I'm not even gonna pronounce his last name. Yeah. For the first time and seemed seemingly questioned the outrage. When asked about his thoughts on critics about Apu's representation, a racist stereotype, he said, I'm proud of what we do on the show, and I think it's a, t- I think it's a time in our culture where people love to pretend they're offended. He also spoke about a Simpsons episode that aired on April 8th. Uh, while during the scene, Lisa faced the camera and says, something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? She then looks over at a framed picture of Apu, which has uh, the line, don't have a cow written on it. <laughs> Thoughts? That's kind of where it ends. Oh, um, I, 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 I really can't believe the people. Well, I think I think Matt Growing's really out in his own little world sometimes. Well, yeah. Anyway, so. when you talk to when you hear interviews with him, you go, "Wow, you really think this? Like, like it's it's really bizarre the way he thinks." It's interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's been thirty, almost thirty years of Simpsons that we've gotten. Yeah. And it's you know it's it's still a success apparently. I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time. You know, yeah. it's, after. 13 years or something like that, 14 years, I'm like, I'm done. There's a moment where Simpsons was funny, then it stopped becoming funny, then it became funny again, and it, it, it's like this roller coaster of, I think, where you are in life, whether you find it funny or not. It, it's interesting to see the evolution of the characters, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, uh, ever? I mean, I think he's got a little point, just because, you know, the show's been on for 30 years. And they're calling it on now. Right. Now, yeah. you're, now you're calling it. Now, granted... 30 years ago, not the internet, so there's not that social media warrior, you know, that that's going on and hey, spread this like, yeah, why is it that way? And then you just pass on like it's it's easy to click a couple buttons and then share a thought whether or not you really believe in it or not. But are you standing in a line? Are you have are you watching the Simpsons? And they go, "No, no, I haven't watched it in like years." Well, then how do you know what the characters developed? Maybe he did turn into a real stereotype. Yeah. Like Back when we watched it, he, he was a stereotype, but they all were. Like, right. You know, I mean, why is it funny that Homer can be a fat, dumb idiot and no one goes, well, how come he's not smarter? You know, right. I mean, that's where the comedy is. I don't think I ever saw any kind of episode with a poo in it that um, made me go, oh, that's, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Like, he always seemed like, shock, uh, yeah, shock he always seemed like a heartwarming, caring character, loved his family. I remember, I remember the big, you know, um, um, we call it arranged wedding episode. Yeah. And you got to see, like, I, I don't remember, again, and I could be looking at it through rose-colored glasses, 
I don't remember anything being like super like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You know, nowadays it seems to be like if you say the wrong word, it's like, oh my God, ding, I'm offended and everyone else should be offended too. I, I just don't get it. I don't, you look like you're. Uh, I don't I got nothing for this. Oh, okay. What do you think? I I just think that you know it's it's it gets to a point of being ridiculous because I mean I've been watching a lot of comedy episode, uh, series with different people I'm watching kind of interviews with 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 the comedians and that that's one of the questions that comes up a lot is like do you, do you, do you have like do you worry about being offending people and some some actor or some comedian says yeah I am a little bit about it because you don't want to uh, like turn the other way and become like a, a bad comedian in terms of they're telling racist jokes or telling. Right. You know, stereotypical jokes, and it's not funny, and they, everybody goes against you. You don't make any money anymore. But in in the same sense, it's just like it's just jokes. It's just it's just comedy. I mean, you know, you might not find it funny. There's 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 certain things that I don't find funny, but I'm not like going. I don't think that was funny. It was in, you know, right. I'm not typing on the internet like inappropriate things. But I'm like, you know, I laugh with it. You know, I'm just like, you know, everybody's everybody's got their turn in the barrel, as as they say. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just sometimes you're it, and sometimes you're not. You know, it just. Just let it go. Sometimes you're in the barrel. Sometimes you are the barrel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's next? Uh, we talked about the Lucasfilms congratulating Marvel Studios on a record opening. Seems a little, you know, back, you know, like, hey, buddy, pat yourself on the back kind of thing. Like, hey, Steve from down in Saul says congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one since we have been talking to the Avengers. Um, Avengers 4 isn't going to fix those Infinity War deaths like you think it will. Ah. All right. Um, this was from, uh, this was posted on May 2nd. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get to, I'm just going to get some quotes. Uh, Mark, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who are, um, I want to say, la, 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 probably writers, directors, um, people uh, in the movie industry, people in the know said Avengers Force doesn't do what you think it does. It's a different movie than you think it is. Also. The the blanks the 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 deaths are real. I just want to tell you it's real, and the sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to move on to the next stage of grief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they talk about like the immaturity of of the movie because it is kind of a heavy movie. Like yeah. it's not like hey, like I'm gonna say it does deal with very dark tones, like differently than I would say DC does a dark tone completely different. You know, you, you could make a list of how many of those actor or characters have in comic books have died. Sure. You know, and, and, and be more than once, you know, some some just maybe once, but some are been multiple times they have died and you know, through the through the decades, depending on how long they've their run is, and you go, they always come back. Like they, you know, you know, you're not you might not see it like the way you want to see it, but it's like it's the way it is. Like comic books are the same way. It's like movies are not gonna make it any different, I don't think. I also think too that the people who didn't make it, and I'll use the term loosely, if you think about the movies that are coming out in the future, you go, well, they can't kill that person off because of this. You look at really look at the comic books to see who is actually in that suit, that mask, that belt right now. Yeah. Because just because it says this person's name on the title doesn't necessarily mean that person is that person. Yeah. You know, it's like they've done it a million. I've talked about it a million times. Uh, about I mean, other characters. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm I'm more surprised. Like my list was completely different of who I, I thought were going versus who did let you know leave us. And it was just like, 
wait, I'm, I'm like lost I, now. Like, that's how I, I feel. I, like, I, I, not like <laughs> upset with the fact that these people die. The fact is, my list is wrong. You just, you just, I got the wrong list. They probably feel like they all sat around in a room together. And like, okay, okay, who do you think people are going to think is going to make it? And they went, this person, okay, he goes. You know, yeah. or the person who you think they say is going to die, that go. Nope, he stays. Like, or she stays, or they go, or they stay. Like, it just seems like whatever you expected going in kind of did the opposite. Yeah, and it's of, like they asked. Raise your hand if you think your character is going to die. Right. Everyone who's hands down, you're dead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it just feels like they just kind of said to go, okay, well, let's 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 stir the shit a little bit. Like you a know, little. Like you walked uh, out going, people were looking at the IMD pages, going, well, I think that person says they're they're scheduled for Guardians three, or they're interested in in Iron Man four. Like you know, you kind of go, well, where is that? But it says that they're in it, and you just go. Well, they are in a casket. <laughs> Maybe. Or an urn. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh-huh. Let's see. Those are screenwriters who insisted that that's in the movie are real. Um, let's see. Just a tidbit of information. Just a headline. God of War sells 3.1 million units in three days. Becomes fastest selling PS4 exclusive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I, I'm 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 not surprised by that number, but the thing is, is that like, I think people were more tend to buy that game because at one point they said they weren't going to make any more games. Yeah. Like you, you thought the Kratos line was do- done, that the story was told, everything, everything that was said was said. Like there's nothing right. more you can add to that story. And then someone went, "Wait, I got an idea." Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. Run with it." Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, you're in Norse mythology. I'm like, well, are they going to, you know? Chinese mythology, or, or like, did you see Samurai Warriors Kratos? <laughs> like, uh, you know, or it's gun toting Kratos in the modern age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think there'll be an end for Kratos. I don't, I don't think you can uh, keep this story. I mean, you, you probably could do the North of Mythology for at least three or four more games or five more games. Uh, they did confirm that there would be a sequel. Yeah, so you're definitely going to see more, more of those games come out. But then after a while, like you're gonna go, okay, now you're gonna have to pick another mythology to, to kinda go right. into and then like what do you do? And it's just like you 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 what do you modernize them when and will well, it sell? Like, you well, know, you we call it um there is that um book by oh jeez, I read it too, American Gods. Um, like where it there's a god of technology. Like there, you know, we created him inadvertently by because of our worship, you know, how we put technology on a, such a pedestal that a new guy was created because of it. Yeah. You know, like, all right. Um, but to go back to uh, Avengers for a second, we saw a lot of promotional stuff for it. Okay. There was a couple stuff that I, it didn't register me until like the day later when someone, Hey, did you notice this scene in the trailer? Wasn't in the movie or it was different than from what was in the movie. Right. You know, um, more importantly, I'm going to say the Hulk popping up and uh, running across a field scene. Okay. All right. That was me. That, that asked you that. Probably. Okay. Well, <laughs> Infinity War promotion was mis- intentionally misdirected. You know, so, okay, everybody raise your hand if you were surprised at what you saw in theaters or watching Avengers Infinity War. I know I was. <laughs> um, probably the biggest scene we know that wasn't featured in the Avengers Infinity War but was featured in the trailer is the Wakanda battle scene with the Hulk. The Russos now admit that they intentionally misled fans and viewers so as to not spoil the movie secrets. Um, 
this is a quote. We have seen so much content that, uh, that every average moviegoer has a level of sophistication in their ability to predict what's going to happen in a movie, which is why Anthony and I spent a lot of time trying to hide the secrets of the movie. Uh, misdirect the way the trailers were cut, misdirect with information. It's too easy for them to intuit what's going to happen, he told Variety. Um, it's also was a, a massive culmination of 10 years of movies. Uh, his advice in doing the cinematic universe has lots of studios and are not of oof. Russo's advice against doing a cinematic universe as lots of studios are now attempting to create their own. Oh, get ready for your shade. Uh, he's like, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> not, <laughs> not everything is going to be sustained through a cinematic universe. Um, he may have a good point and we could usually point the finger at the justice league. Thanks to, uh, uh, tanked pretty bad due to what seemed to be WB attempting to create their own cinematic universe too quickly without a quality storyline. If so, if not a cinematic universe, what does the co-director of the number one movie of all time advise? Uh, The advice would be to continue to look for a new way to tell stories, because I think the audience is open to it. There is traditionally a generational divide, but I think this new generation is going to advance storytelling in a way we haven't seen in a long time because of the tech advancements in their lives. And the way they're used to digesting content on YouTube and social media and much more compressed formats, uh, more uh, facility fluid, um, and they like and they like long term emotional commitment. But there's lots of ways to, to in, engender that. Oh wow, that's to that way to engender that that do not involve building out a universe. Okay. Um, do you need a translation for that? Cause yes. Kinda, uh, basically, he's saying, like, look, there's today's world. Like, look, look, the movie makers of today loved, I would say, movies of the 80s. Back right. to the Future, Spielberg, Lucas, and those people helped tell the stories that are being made, told today. So right now, there's a 10-year-old or a 5-year-old, you know, boy, girl, doesn't matter, looking at that going, I kind of want to do that as a job. And, you know, in like 10, 15 years from now, they're going to be like, so what motivated you to create this whole new movie? He's like, I love the Avengers Infinity War, and it propelled me to want to make my own movie. And that's how I got started. Like, there's, you know, I think that I, I think that going forward, I think that's why the whole, like, well, superhero genre might die. I don't think, I think it'll be modified a little bit, but I don't, I don't it might not be Superman on screen. It might be a guy completely different but have the same kind of moral compass okay? to be able to kind of go, look, we, yeah, he's kind of like Superman, but we don't, we didn't make him exactly like Superman because Superman is kind of boring. So we wanted to give him a little, make him a little more interesting. When you try to make Superman interesting, nobody seems to care. <laughs> you know, like when we try to do that, when they try to do that in Man of Steel and they try to do the Batman being Superman, it, for whatever reason, audience members didn't connect with Superman. Why? Because he's supposed to be the average humdrum, as states would call it, a Captain Sabo. Right. He's supposed to be truth, justice, and and the right way. Right. You know, no one wants to see that because we like our nowadays. We like our, I think our heroes a little dirty. You know, we're only get you know like I don't, didn't want to kill that person, but I had no choice. You know, <laughs> as long as it doesn't come from Superman, that was one of your big complaints. Yeah, that was that was that was once once he killed somebody on, on screen, it was kind of like I know he's done it in the past, and people you yeah, know sure. pointed out millions of times, and I and I get that. But the thing is, is that overall, like. If there was another way of doing it, he would do it that way. He would never uh, uh, sacrifice somebody else for for you know for the better. Because it's not like it's it's like there's always another opportunity that you can do. And you, it's just they painted it. They they the writers painted or the director painted in the corner where you go. 
There's nothing they could do. They have to kill yeah. General Zod. And you go, no, you could have written a different way. Yeah, you, you know, could you get a different way, put him back in the Phantom Zone, do something, you know, instead of, of doing it that way and making him a better hero above the rest. And that's what, you know, that's what makes, to me, Superman the greater superhero. I know he's, everybody else is like, oh, he's Captain Savo. They're all Captain Savos. Let's be realistic. They're just Captain <laughs> right. Savos in a different way. It's the shiny, boring uh, uh, whitewashing people that you don't like is, is basically what it comes down to. You want that, as you said, that dirty kind of uh, uh, hero in a way that's not like it's a little bit questionable how his methods are. Right. He gets the job done, but it's kind of questionable how he does it. You know, it's, and then and that's the thing. Like you, you go, well, Superman was kind of like that one, at, well, the only one really that was like to stand up above the rest. Right. Now, you know, you guys could do it your way, but this is the way you should do it. Like, I'm right. the example of being a, a, a true blue superhero. I agree. Yeah. Since we're talking about Superman, there's a rumor out there, Ed. Yes. An open-world Superman game details leak main villain revealed. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Would you like to know more? Yeah. All right. And uh, more details have reportedly been revealed regarding Rocksteady's new Superman project that a leaker claims a huge open-world game. Those people who don't know, Rocksteady is the creators of the Arkham Asylum th- series. Um, I think no one here has anything bad to say about the Rocksteady versions. Uh, Rocksteady, no. um, our Arkham Origins, I got plenty to say about, but that's not them. It's not their property. Um, so a leak details are posted on 4chan, and though the leak comes from an anonymous source, it's got enough details to get Superman's kind of excited. For those who played Batman Arkham Knight and other games from the same uh, series, uh, you'll recognize some of the comparisons that were made in the details about an unnamed Superman project. Uh, for, comprima- for confirmation of Rocksteady uh, heading up the project to Easter eggs scattered throughout Metropolis, here's everything the leaker says should be expected from the game. Ready? Mm-hmm. Obviously, made by Rocksteady. It's using the Unreal Engine, Engine 4, Ed. Okay. Tech talk, tech talk. Um, it's supposed to be a big open world Metropolis, about three times the size of Arkham Knight with a lot more buildings. Okay. You cannot play as Clark Kent. The main villain is Brainiac. Okay. Um, it's a nerfed Superman, kind of like the animated series levels. Like okay. he's not super, super strong. Um, semi-destructible environments. Think Arkham Knight, but no buildings are falling over. Uh, the combat system integrates the flying, kind of like Dragon Ball Z, so you can punch someone, then zoom towards them and repeat. Uh, it's set within the Arkhamverse, so it'll be, you know, in dark and kind of gritty probably. Okay. Tons of Easter eggs to Superman's lore and some of the events that took place in Batman Arkham's franchise. Some who have been following the rumors sounding, uh, surrounding the project may have had their own suggestions in mind for who the main villain might be, but appears to be Brainiac if the leak is accurate. However, that doesn't mean you don't get to play against others as well. Uh, the Post points out that the main villain is Brainiac, so there will be hopefully many more minor and major villains included. Uh, in the addition to the details about the Superman project, the leaker also said that more announcements on a separate Justice League game should be coming soon with some more information and perhaps even gameplay shake, showcased during E3. Um, E3 is in June, by the way. Yes. Uh, Rocksteady here and WB Montreal are also working on a joint multiplayer game, hence the multiplayer hirings on Rocksteady's site. Um, the leaks also suggested this is, planned for, this is for a planned Justice League game down the road. They had to now Superman first. Uh, announcement should be incoming about a couple weeks before EA. Um, Rock City hasn't said much in the past about what game developers are working on, but they've certainly been testing something. 
Through various motion capture images shared in other hints, Rocksteady has been teasing a project that many believe is a new open-world Superman game. If what the leaker says is true, fans of Superman and Rocksteady will hopefully know more in the coming weeks when the rumored announcement are made. And go. I think it's the worst idea uh, <laughs> for Superman. I mean, Batman, it was a perfect. it was the perfect game. I mean, it was one of those games where you know, it was an open world, and it was there was limitations because of who Batman is. Like, like yeah, he's, he's not he's not a superhero. He's got a gadgets, and he's and with that environment, he could do whatever. Like, he could do a lot of things, but he was like really you know just in Gotham or just in Arkham right. or you know whatever whatever game you were playing. And then he kind of levels up as the game goes because he's getting different gadgets, right? You know, like he's 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 learning how to like you know perform better, and he gets another gadget, and he you know he he, he has that gadget now you can use for different like locking on. Uh, if you get a new whole new area to unlock and to use that gadget in that area, right. it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that makes like a perfect, almost like a movie esque kind of thing. Right. But Superman is, is too much like a bigger of a character to encompass just in Metropolis, you know, and then not play him as Clark Kent at the uh, same time. That's, that's kind of interesting. Like I kind of feel like you're not going to, I mean, maybe they won't play him as Clark Kent, but I got to have a cutscene with him in it at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think like, Oh my God. I hear Lois screaming in the distance. And then, da, 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 takes off his glasses, and next thing you know, he rips off his shirt and he flies. And then, boom! Now you're now you're Superman. Like you may not get to play as Clark Kent, but you might see him. I think you should. Yeah. I mean, Superman is a tough tough game to to kind of figure out because the only game that I really liked that was a Superman game was Superman Returns. Not a great movie. The game was not bad. It wasn't bad. You were already. Um, Superman. There yeah. was no leveling system. They kind of find a way to kind of make the levels challenging, but not overpowering to be like, oh, well, Superman, you know, I didn't like, I think at the end I fought like a tornado, you know, like <laughs> I, I thought like, I thought like the weather, you know, like the destruction of the earth via the weather satellite or some sort. I, it's been a long time. So it, was, it goes back to the 360 days. So I'm not even, yeah, I'm sure someone's like, I know that game. You completely screwed it up. I, but I did like playing as Superman. I think they got Brandon Ruth to play through the voice because he was in the movie, yeah, yeah. and and Lex Luthor was in it. It was it was an interesting game. It was fun. It wasn't super difficult, but it also wasn't super challenging. You know, it wasn't super. That's easy. that's what makes it so tough. It's like right. you know, the only time that like I really enjoy playing Superman is when it's like the the Injustice games or you're right. fighting other superheroes. You know, kind of thing. And that's that's kind of more like the 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 I think the extent of Superman you could do because he is so encompassing. Like. Like you're gonna have a plane coming in, like crash landing, and he's got to save the people in the plane. Right. You know, like like, or you're just gonna he's gonna have to swoop down on onto the street level and beat up some thugs. <laughs> right. You know, you're like he's Superman. You know, like it's like it's like I gotta catch that plane now. Press the circle button a bunch of times. Yeah, eh, it'll level off, and yay! Now I gotta control my joystick and then land and an open field and oh look, it's exploding, and I gotta go maybe like toss the plane up in the air and grab the debris before it hits somebody. Right. You know. <laughs> I think I just did a level. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, you, you know, it sounds like he's going to go fly down. He's got to beat up some thugs. Right. And then fly away. And then, like, you know, it's like, and that's like, what, what like, like they had the Riddler trophies as, as the annoying little right. thing you had to collect. I love that. Like, love that what is it going to be, like, pieces of Krypton or something like oh, that? Oh, it can't be Kryptonite. Oh, little, little pieces of Kryptonite? Yeah, you're <laughs> really challenging. Right. Like, oh, I see it. Oh, I'm so weak. I can't get to it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's or maybe it'll be like uh, Kryptonian lettering that you have to read. Like uh, how in uh, God of War there's like the, the little riddles yes. that had their stuff on the walls where um what's his face has to read? Atreus. Boy, read. You know. Yeah. 
So maybe there'll be stuff like that where he's trying to figure out something and, you know, it's like, oh, I see this in Kryptonian. I read it and maybe it unlocks like a treasure chest of some sort. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's like, is, 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 you know, like now, you, of course, I have questions like, like, is, is Brady going to come in and shrink a city down into a little uh, thing to collect it? So, you know, that, you you know, so that would be like one level. He has to beat that before you know. Or you're a little, little, little Superman. Everything's way bigger, so you got to punch like giants. Yeah, like maybe, maybe that's it. That's the way. And like working. an Ant Man type of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, like he can't since he has to try to find a way to go back to normal size. He's like the size of an action figure. So like people like you and I are like giants to him. Yeah. So that's why he has to fight. So that's why he can swoop down on the on the ground and go pink. Because it's gonna be like, oh, I got. Is there a net or something? <laughs> so he's got to think about like weak parts, you know, yeah. where it becomes like a Shadow of the Colossus, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? All right, I got a story ahead. Yeah, you might be interested in. I might be interested. Um, you maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, you ready? I'm ready. Undercover cops busted a large Lego crime rig in Portland. <laughs> I'm curious. You piqued my curiosity. <laughs> is, I knew she was waiting. This is the one she she read the headlines. I was like, oh, I need that. I don't. I don't care. It could be like, yeah, the cops busted in on a bunch of five year olds playing cops and robbers. Yeah, I don't care. The headline alone: undercover cops busted a large Lego crime ring in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I, okay, this goes uh, May first was the All article, right. and it's from um, Vice Motherboard. Take yeah. what you will. They kind of hit or miss with their articles. Okay. Uh, last week, Portland police arrested 40-year-old Raji Azar on suspicion of running a large Lego fencing scheme that involved buying stolen Lego sets and selling them online for large profits. <laughs> <laughs> During God. Azar's court arraignment on Friday, he faced two dozen felonies related to the scheme. <laughs> okay. I, I, I know what I'll do. Give me one million Legos. I'm going to drop it all around the city and take away all your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Evil. Um, according to a statement by Portland police, detectives on the case think Azar would, sol- would solicit Legos thefts on site like Craigslist and offer up from, quote, unquote, people who oftentimes suffered from addictions to opioids and other drugs. After the Lego sets had been stolen, Azar would purchase them for a th- from from the thief and turn around and sell them online for a profit, a practice known as fencing. <laughs> <laughs> get, get to learn something today. <laughs> okay. When police searched his house, they found enough Lego sets to line Azar's driveway. There's a photo if you'd like to look there, Ed. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Legos, the values of the Legos was estimated to be about $50,000 by investigators from Fred Meyer. Oi, I'm Fred Meyer. <laughs> the supermarket chain. They were believed to be stolen from. <laughs> you know? uh, so Azar's Lego crime ring was brought down through joint efforts by investigators in the Fred Meyer Organized Retail Theft Unit. Wow, that, the guy, that was so big he got his own unit? That's right. <laughs> wow. Congratulations on your unit. Um, That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, And the Northwest Organized Retail Crime Alliance. The N-O-R-C-A. Norca? Yeah. All right, Norca. Norca. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, last Thursday, uh, Zarm met with undercover cops who were posing as theft suspects looking to unload a large Lego haul for a fraction <laughs> of its retail value. <laughs> Zar was arrested after he met with the undercover investigators and bought what be- was believed to be $13,000 of stolen Lego sets from them. <laughs> I just, I'm just sitting there going, Psst, buddy, um, you want to buy a Lego? I got the uh, Millennium Falcon here. It's cheap, real cheap. <laughs> You know that uh, that said that was banned that a week after with Yoda in it, the one that looks like a mosque. I got three. What you got, buddy? How much you got? Yeah. Although Lego may seem like an odd criminal racket, stealing these toys is almost a perfect crime. <laughs> they have high retail value and no serial numbers, which makes it hard for investigators to determine whether a given set is stolen. This probably explains a string of large Lego thefts over the past few years, including another $50,000 bust in Portland in 2016. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I chose not to read this article when I came across it because uh-huh. I asked him, I was like, hey, it's your week for news, right? He was like, yeah. I was like, I got a bizarre file for you. It's coming. And I told him, and he was like, send it to me. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to read this so that I can have like initial first reaction. <laughs> Hold on. You mean to tell me <laughs> Portland, Oregon is the fucking place to be for stolen Legos. It's the hotbed of stolen Legos. This is Lego the second time uh-huh. they've made a Lego bust. Uh-huh. And not a makes, bust of makes, like makes you wonder what the police force on Portland's like. like right. Like, they like obviously they, they, have nothing else to do. I, <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, like it's, it's, it's so easy to get through Portland, you know, to get to those <laughs> Lego thefts. You know, through well, it's Oregon, and I'm like, so how much? How much Legos did Portland have? I mean, like, apparently a lot because uh, the hundred grand so far. You're you're, <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right. A hundred grand in illegal late Legos. Um, well, they they got the bust in 2016 after the thief tried to sell the Lego sets to undercover cops yet again. These people are idiots. Wait, a man <laughs> in Florida dubbed the Lego Bandit shoplifted nearly two million dollars worth of Lego sets and other toys. In 2014, police in Phoenix, Arizona, busted a crime ring that had boosted over $200,000 worth of Lego sets. Okay, so let's stop for a second. You got a hundred grand, two hundred thousand. That's three hundred thousand plus a million. Is that what the other yeah, one was? Or two yeah, million? Two million. So that's what two point three million so far in stolen counterfeit Legos. Legos? Not, not, not counterfeit, counter- they're real. Yeah. Stolen. And, 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 and you wonder why when you go to like Kitty City or not, not even Kitty the City. Kitty City, they go to Target or 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 can't say uh, Toys R Us anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you go you go to your local shop that has toys and has Legos in it, and their shelves empty because it, you know you wanted the whatever Lego it was set it was, and you're ready to buy it and you can't find it. So you go, oh fuck, I have to go online, and it's just like because I'm like I wanted to buy the Slave One, the uh, right. Star Wars uh, uh, Bob, uh, Boba Fett ship, and I was like. I think like seventy five bucks, like, and it's like it went up, like it was, it, and it keeps going up. Like I would every time. love to get my hands on that Millennium Falcon, you know, like seven hundred piece, and then probably more than that, the seven hundred dollar one. I would love to if I could afford it and just be like, oh, let me just break off a grand for the Lego. Yeah, you know, but there is no ungodly way I'll have a place to put it. I could put it together, and it would just be like uh, I've been working on this thing for like seven years. You know, <laughs> I got a beard and everything. I lost my job because of my Lego obsession. You know, I just, it's it, it's like every time I try to go, well, let me, because well, having played the video game, 
and having to build the little characters for Lego Dimensions, yeah. it was actually quite relaxing. It was very, because it was like a puzzle. It's very therapeutic, yeah. Totally, and I was like, well, maybe I should take this to like the next level. I'm not touching the one that I have in the other room because it is the Yodo Mosque one, you know? <laughs> like, I have that one. Yeah. I'm not touching that. I'm not opening that up, you know? So I kind of... I already broke the tape. She's lying. Because <laughs> our girl was like, I was like, we'll be right back right after these men. <laughs> I was like, as you're fading away, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's a collector's item. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm just like, I, it felt like it was very, like, like you said, therapeutic. It was nice and it was quiet. And I was like, oh, let me just sit here and click. You know, yeah. Just do making Legos. Listen, I, 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 I buy. I try every time I go to Disney because they have a Lego store there. I try and buy one, like a Lego set to to build, and it is. It's very therapeutic. And once you're done, you're like, well, I did that. Like it was, and you could display it. You know, I have a couple areas I can display Legos. I have actually a lot more than what you've actually seen oh. come over. They're in a box somewhere because Seal every once in a while she's like, let's clean this up, and she throws it in a box <laughs> and, and puts it away somewhere. Uh, but like, yeah, it's 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 very it's very very pure therapeutic, but it's a lot of fun. And once you build it, you're like, I did that. Like, you, 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 it's that little moment of pride of being like that eight year old again. I yeah. did it. I did it myself. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, oh wow. Uh, yeah, there's a, a high. We, we but that's a, the thing. That's like, I mean, I, like live like fat cats in Portland, Oregon. Just buy some Legos and flip them. Clearly, there's a market. It's the that's the exact wrong. See, this is why you guys aren't criminals. <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact wrong place where everybody's getting caught at. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let's go. Why? To yeah, let's go see, to Minnesota. See, that's the thing. It's not really legal. Like if we went to to like soon as like Target opened up and you knew it was shipping day that they came in and you cleared the shelves and you bought them all. No, no. And then put them on like eBay. It's a crime. It's a crime if we hire somebody. To go. By the way, go steal. He this didn't thing. hire them. All right. He had some people that he, his, we would call it the plug, okay? Us young folk would say he had a plug, a Lego plug, which is hysterical. <laughs> normally we'd say it was a drug plug. He had a Lego plug, okay? That he knew would go do dirt for him. He didn't hire them. They went and did it on their own, called him up and was like, hey, I got another bus that I did. And he's like, all right, cool. I'll take it off your hands, right? Straight edges your whole life. Criminal <laughs> for a lot of years over here, okay? So that happens. His crime is that he knew they were stolen. If you buy something off of like a Facebook page or Craigslist that you had no knowledge that was stolen, you did not commit a crime. Right. If you knowingly knew something was stolen and purchased it, that's your crime. So if Ed goes and bulk buys these Lego sets (laughs) at Target because he got like spot dollars or something. That's the dog's name, right? I, I guess. You know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. he got like spot dollars or something and then like flip what we would call flips that. That's not a crime. Right. You're right. <laughs> but if he buys them and I hit him over the head and steal it and then sell it to you and you know that I stole it from him, that's a crime. Well, see, this is where I'm a, I would be a smart criminal, right? <laughs> I would never buy from you if I knew you did it. I would swear up and down that I had plausible deniability like a motherfucker. <laughs> Officer, I swear I didn't see him hit him over the head. I had no idea. I didn't know nothing, and <laughs> since I didn't know it, you can't take it from me. Because if they know it, if you'd willingly know it, then they get to take it all from you. Because know. like um, the people who he was selling that stuff to, if they knew that they were buying stolen Lego sets, 
they also get their shit taken from them. But if they had no idea. Plausible deniability. Right. All right. Yeah. There you have it, Ed. Criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sticks like that, that I can't buy a, a slave <laughs> right. for a reasonable That's price. That's why there's right. a guy right now that has a, a Lego, a record, a the world is yours statue from Scarface. And he's sitting in a big chair, shoving his face in the Legos, going, I'm the king. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would not that would not be fun to shove your face into Legos. Well, that's, he's, you know, he's all pocked up and scarred. So he's like, oh, he is the Lego he's man. He's got Lego indentions yeah. all over him. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, how, what's the, how would you pronounce Lego backwards? <laughs> Actually, no. I guess if you saw it, it would still read Lego. Because it's an impression. Yeah. So it would be like, oh, the Lego man is here. <laughs> Any of you motherfuckers take my Boba Fett? I'm... It's Oogle. Oogle? Uh, it's it's O-L-E-G-O would be O-G. That's right, O-G. E-L. Oogle? Oggle? Oogle would be two O's because Google's right. two O's. O-Gel. 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 <laughs> Shh, here comes O-Gel. <laughs> don't worry about your, your little thing, your slave one. I got an O-Gel hookup. I got the plug. We're not get caught. We, we're people who know people. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, we'll get you that uh, Lego down the down low. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing the Eliminating Falcon in the Lego store in Disney. It's five hundred bucks there at that time. Yeah, and it was just like, and and my wife's family was all there, and I'm like, if you guys all chip in, you can buy me this. This would be the greatest like Christmas gift ever. I know it's like eight months away, but. I'll be happy. <laughs> right. Take it now. All right. Well, it was, uh, I was a resounding no. So. Um, question. Yeah. Who here watched the Flintstones? I watched All the Flintstones. Us? I'm just asking. I'm just throwing it out there. If I wasn't sitting in the room, would you have asked? Um, I would have said, hey, Ed, you watched the Flintstones when you were a kid. And he'd be like, yeah, of course I did. But yeah, you would have assumed. And the Jetsons too, right? Yeah. You would have assumed instead of asked? I would have assumed okay. that Ed watched the Flintstones because TV when we were kids was kind of limited. And the Flintstones were You know, believe staple. it or not, it was kind of limited when I was a kid too. I mean, not limited to like four channels, but <laughs> limited to like. The basic cable package. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, someone was living large. It you was know, all like that. I did have a remote. I even Ooh. had a remote that could change multiple things. It's this thing called a universal. What? Big shit, right? My mom was funny and got me a giant one. It was fucking huge. True story. A giant universal remote that's like you would get as a gag gift for an old person. Uh-huh. The buttons on it were like the size of half dollars. <laughs> it <laughs> totally was use so that. fucking big. I would totally use that. I mean, it's like the size of a phone book. I had to hold it with two hands. <laughs> like if I was, you know, like channel 19 and nah, it was the biggest fucking remote control ever. I kind of wish I still had it. I would give it to dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed, Stacy, what if I told you the Flintstones actually took place in a post-apocalyptic uh, world? Say what now? That's right. The Flintstones actually took place in a post-apocalyptic hellscape. <laughs> Who says this? Um, this is uh, according to Total Nerds. Um, yeah, but where'd they get that from? Well. The theory, uh, or did someone confirm this? Well, the theory essentially tries to explain how the Flintstones and the Jetsons, Jetsons are connected, actually part and are actually part of the same universe. Uh, though it may <laughs> seem implausible at first, both cartoons are part of the Hanna Barbera series mm-hmm. and have similar styles and settings. The Flintstones fan theory goes to extreme lengths to try and prove how they aren't separated by thousands of years, but actually take place almost exactly at the same time. Okay. Right. Well, you kind of you know you you think about it, it kind of makes sense because all the Jetsons were on these. 
these floating, right. you know, or, orbiting uh, like apartments or buildings, and they go from ship to ship. It wasn't like they were walking on like ground, like type of things. It was like they would land their ship on the like a platform, kind of like Coruscant, sure, in, in the you know in Star Wars. Uh, and then the uh, the low ground could have been like the caveman area, like the low level. I, I'm glad you have them. Glad you 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 should be part of this article. Ed. Okay, cool. Because I got fucking questions. Okay. Uh, could it be that Fred and Wilmer are actually the post-apocalyptic long-distance neighbors and best friends with George and Jane Jetson? You're right, Fred. I'm sorry. I, I need uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I see a blue ball on the screen, but I can't. I can put my glasses on. Don't read it out loud. All right, hold on. Don't read it out I, I loud. Don't get that one, but you're going to tell it to me later. Yes, I will. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you the story. Right. But go ahead. All right. So could it be that Fred and Wilma were actually post-apocalyptic long-distance neighbors and best friends with George and Jane Jetson? Or could they be leaving in the Jetsons' world just months after Orbit City was decimated by a nuclear war? This theory might just have you believing that all of this is true. Fox and Mulder on the case. Here's why. Okay. The Jetsons and the Flintstone have a crossover. All I right. think we've all seen that one. Sure. Yes. If not, it's a phenomenal, a good, good, solid movie for the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Just say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Hannah Barbera level cartooning. Yes. yes. You know, um, in 1987, an animated film, The Jetsons Meet the Flintstones. In the movie, Elroy Jetson, the child genius, builds a time machine that is intended to take his family to the far future. Instead, it malfunctions and transport them to the Stone Age where they encounter Fred, Barney, and the rest of the gang. Of course, this meeting is techni- uh, technically built around the concept of time travel and not a simultaneously linear parallel universe. Nevertheless, the idea says the foundation for how the two families coexist and interacted despite vastly different origins. Right? Elroy's time machine actually succeeded in reaching the future is another argument. Okay. Rather than mistakenly taking, taking Elroy and the rest of the Jetsons to the past as depicted in the Jetsons Meet the Flintstone, the theory contends that the time machine actually worked perfectly, taking the characters to the designated future period of the 25th century. However, the world they found themselves in looks a lot like the past because it is a remnant of human life that stayed on the planet's surface following a nuclear disaster that destroyed much of society. The Flintstones and other bedrock residents are living in a post-apocalyptic future and the Jetsons reach it through the time machine. All right. Here's why. Because a nuclear war destroyed civilization on Earth, Ed. Oh. The post-apocalyptic theory argues that some kind of nuclear war destroyed the world into, and then led to a split in society as modern-day civilization was wiped out and replaced with a primitive form of culture. The survivors of the, that disaster then tend to live on the surface without access to traditional power resources. Society on the planet regressed to Stone Age-like system. After several hundred years, the Flintstones, as well as the rest of the bedrock, and its surrounding cities, what humanity managed to rebuild. That's suggestions world might actually have even predated the Flintstones world. That is, all the, future tech, the futuristic technology, robots, and rockets of the Jetsons world has collapsed and left the Flintstones with the remnants of technological powers, but none of the fancy t- trappings that the nuclear war has destroyed. That, that's all? That's it. Uh, you're sure? I, well, I mean, there's more, but... I mean, more examples. Uh, I want to. I want to hear. Go ahead, but I want to hear a few more examples after your. I have a huge problem with this whole theory. 
Uh -huh. I'm waiting for one of these examples that you got to maybe address the problem that I have. I, I will go through. I will go through bullet point it. Well, then... wait, wait, well, let's let's hear let's hear where our problem is. It's all right. One of the bullet points does pick up. But what's your problem with this? So they're not going to explain the dinosaurs. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay all, right. all right. That's my big issue. If there were, if Dino wasn't the fucking family pet, I may buy this. Like <laughs> maybe. Possibly, I might. I it would be an easier pill to swallow, but the fact that dinosaurs are a really, really predominant part of the Flintstones. I mean, they pet them, they eat them. So you know, they use when, them as machinery sometimes, right? I, so like nobody watched seen the big old scenes where Fred's eating like the fucking super big. She brings it to him on like a stone plate. Please explain the dinosaurs to me. It does explain it. Okay, I hope good. so. All right. Before that, though. Both cartoons are created under the genuine threat of nuclear war. Yeah. Back in the day. I don't want to, and if you wanted me to, to, to go deeper, let me know. Um, the Jetsons live in Orbit City to escape the hor horrors of the apocalypse. So they're actually right. above everything. Yes. Dinosaurs and other strange animals are the result of radiation induced evolution. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm fucking out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I see. I grew up on Jetsons and Flintstones too, right? It wasn't on regular TV. It was on what we called Boomerang, right? That's where they played retro cartoons. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I watched, <laughs> but I watched the fuck out of it and actually thoroughly enjoy Flintstones and Jetsons and uh, sure. McGilla Gorilla, all that shit, right? Like totally. The, what's the dog? Uh, under, underdog, right? All that what? shit. Okay. However. I'm not buying that everything for my 27 or y'all's 47 years of life have thought is a fucking dinosaur that they're going to tell me it's like a radi a nuclear mutant of no fuck you well, article. Okay. I'm out. Okay. Well, this is where it says in an episode of the Nerdist podcast, they're idiots. Chris Hardwick argues that the animal life on the Flintstones post-apocalyptic planet may be the result of rapid evolution brought about by extensive radiation. If the world did go through some traumatic nuclear event that brought about a near apocalypse, uh, near apocalypse, it would leave large amounts of radiation all over the surface. Coupled with the lack of humans to dispute their numbers, the animals and dinosaur-like creatures would be able to advance at a previously impossible rate. <laughs> I'm well, back in. I, I, I just want to compound that one because it's a, it's a two-puncher. It's a two right? Ready? Yeah. Despite living in the Stone Age, the Flintstones have modern technology. One of the finding features of the Stone Age is the lack of modern technology. Yet the Flintstones, the characters all seemingly have access to gadgets and equipment that should only have been around from the 21st century. This includes record players that can play music as well as televisions. They have the bowling alleys so their friend and the rest of the residents of Bedrock can have some vital time to relax. Um, a, plaus a plausible for them, it's plausible for them to have this kind of pervasive technology would be if they were living in a world where it had already been invented. This makes so much sense. It really does. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. Stop I, it. I, I, it does. It does because you go, you go. Well, okay, when was the Flintstones made? It was made like in the '60s, I think. The the cartoon. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking like it was probably based off of like '50s. Like you kind of like think of honeymooners in a way. Yes, total like, like '50s ish yeah. shit, right? You know, like, so like 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 because like the technology uh, uh, had some of the the, the modernness of, of television and all, but they also had like a lot of the older stuff, like record players and. And, uh, 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 like, you would see those old 50s clips of, like, modern technology of the future, and they show you different things that would be going on or, you know, like dishwashers that plates would 
collapse on the table and, mm-hmm. and wash themselves mm-hmm. and be put away. And you're like, wow, that's a feat. You know, it's like the 1950s. So that's kind of like the idea of, to me, the Flintstones got their ideas of going, all right, we're going to take these ideas and then we're going to going to make them in a bedrock version of them, a rock version of them to, to, to make a thing. So you go, okay, you know what? They got it from the future or from the past. Cause that, you know, like that's, that's the only technology that they knew how to develop when they were, like, right. you know, cause that's the only thing they had was rocks and, and rope. And I mean, they do make the argument that animals are hyper intelligent in the show, which is true. Okay. All right. Um, Dinosaurs were really fucking smart. I just want to that up. All right. Here's some good ones though. Um, the technology is animal powered because it's the only post-apocalyptic resource left. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait, I got a question. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Okay, fine. So they have the wheel. Right. Sure? Theoretically, they should even have like something as simple as the wheel. Fine. Fine. Whatever. What animal do we have that exists in our day that if there was a nuclear whatever with whatever radiation would end up the big dinosaur with the big long neck that moves all the big rocks for him. What's that dinosaur called? Cause a brontosaurus. Is that what it's called? What animal do we have that would evolve that much so quickly into a giraffe? I'm not buying it, bitch. <laughs> it could be a lizard. I, I, into that. It's going sure. evolution. Listen, these, you know you what I think happened? Like, you know, I mean, like, I don't want to really play I've with I don't want to be, the, I don't want to be the one testing out nuclear radiation on an I'm animal. I'm not going to either. Listen. But that's the thing. Like, you ain't like, you'd have to, that's the only way we're going to know for sure. Because you don't know how, like, nuclear radiation is going to react to an animal and, like, grow. I mean, the only one we know, we think we know it's going to survive is the cockroach through this all, you know, through the most of this. Uh, the probability is really high for them, Yes. You know what I think the real the real situation is with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, back in the day when the Flintstones was made, I, w- I wasn't around for that. I don't think y'all were around no, for that. Really so kudos to y'all for being younger than something. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a rough ride home. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what happened is it was fun for them to make something like the Flintstones, where it's taking place in prehistoric times, but it kind of has like cool these days technology. I don't think that the people that created the Flintstones and the Jetsons had any fucking intentions. Well, okay, I of connecting. Well, here's I, I got three more things. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> well, wait, wait. Can you go back? I want to know about the going back to the how the nuclear like the nuclear fall happened or something like that was like like with both the technology world. and the animal powered. Uh, oh, the um. You said in, in like both universes there was a... The Jetsons live in Orbit City to escape the horrors of the apocalypse? Yes. The Jetsons live in some kind of floating town that's known as Orbit City. Okay. Built far above the surface of the planet as evidenced by the fact that it's surrounded by clouds. Okay, so we did go over this. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Continue on to the, then the, the, the next bullet point, please. Okay. Uh, ready? Um, the technology is animal-powered because it's the only post-apocalyptic resource left. The Flintstones have a complex economic system. Yeah. One of the things the primitive societies always lack is sophistication, uh, uh, basically money. Economy, <laughs> yes. Often, ancient societies would rely on trading goods between themselves to get access to materials they needed. Yet, in the Flintstones, there seems to not only be an economy that involves currency, but an actual banking system. The characters can deposit and take out money using slips and go into stores to buy what they want with notes that look suspiciously like modern-day American dollars. The world of Barney and Fred is a lot more complex than their skippy caveman outfits that would have you believe at first glance. This one is a little thin. This one's for me. The Flintstones celebrate Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, because if characters lived thousands of years before the birth of Christ, there was no way they could even know about Christmas. Never mind want to take part in the festivities. I think that's kind of a... Um, but the most damning clue, you two, is that it's right there in the theme song. <laughs> oh, please, sing it. <laughs> sing it, oh there, oh great one. Sing us the song. The very first clue that everything might not be all it seems comes from the theme song from the Flintstones. The lyrics are, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family from the town of Bedrock. They're a place right out of history. Could this interpret as saying that the family are not living in the Stone Age, but rather are modern humans living like they're in the Stone Age? Uh, oh, and silence of him. I'm stunned. Yeah, you're stunned. I'm stunned in I'm silence. Flabbergasted. I, I, I am more. I'm more. I am more going. Who the fuck? Someone had a lot of time, time on their hands. Who came up with this? Who was the y'all genius? Ever seen the memes of the kid who's high and he has like a sweater on that that the drawstrings are pulled real yeah. tight, and it's like, what if this is connected to this? And only people who are like really fucking high <laughs> would would say something. I, I wish I had like an example pulled up that I could give you guys. Have you ever seen the meme though? I, it's I, always I, like some that you think is like really. You're like, oh, maybe that makes sense. Uh, yeah. How only do I know high that? people think, oh, maybe that makes sense, right? Uh huh. Whoever did this, shame on you. Number one. Okay. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> number two. Do you have a job? <laughs> oh, maybe it was a side project. Maybe it was, a, what do you call it, a, a final there, project listen. for college. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, be a thesis, like a thesis paper. A thesis yeah. paper? Listen, yeah. I just don't. You want to dismiss it right away, and you go, this is stupid. But then you go, I got some valid points. It's not like uh, they don't. They, they really do. They're, they're compelling arguments, clearly, because we're all like, well, well, maybe. No, I can't no, 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 be right. No, 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 no. I'm not like, well, maybe. And you uh, two are like, well, maybe. I'm, Ed's, Ed's kind of falling down that, like, oh, okay. He did. As you bullet pointed it, Ed fell a little deeper it's into like, it. It's like, well, you know, they, they, they it's not that it doesn't make sense. It wasn't like, that's way out left field. Who the, right. what the fuck are you talking about? No, it's like. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, other than the animal thing, I mean, the rest, I, of, it, yeah. the rest of it I kind of buy. And like, you know, because like they didn't really have record players back in the Stone Age. They didn't have. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to know that Hasbro acquired the Power Rangers for $522 million? Wow, really? <laughs> I'm completely like, yep, I know Hasbro's, uh, you know, they're a player. They're a player. Um, Hayam Saban will remain working with Hasbro for the time being in an advisory role, though. Um, on May 1st this year, Hasbro officially announced their plans to acquire the brand in full for $522 million in cash and stocks. The move will give Hasbro full control over the Power Rangers property, including entertainment, toys, games, and all other assets. Hasbro will now own all characters, naming rights, past sessions, uh, seasons, and future seasons under the Power Rangers umbrella. Whew. Power Rangers are an iconic brand built on the heritage of great storytelling and merchandising with tremendous ups- upside potential when fully executed across Hasbro's brand blueprint. Blueprint. Shortly after entering into our license agreement, 
It became clear that now was the time to begin investing in unlocking Power Rangers' full potential. We see significant opportunities for Power Rangers across our entire brand blueprint, according, including toys, games, consumer projects, products, digital gaming, and entertainment, as well as geographically throughout our global retail footprint. We could be more pleased that Haim Saban will continue in a consulting role to further guide our developments of this valuable property for the next generation of Power Rangers fans. This Saban guy is a genius. <laughs> I have to say this. It, 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 if I've, I've, have any of you seen any Power Rangers at all? I haven't seen any of the recent ones. Okay. I, mean, I, I, haven't seen, the I haven't seen it recently. But I'm talking like the 90s. I mean, I'm sure when you were a kid, you must have watched somewhat of Power Rangers. My very first doll was a Kimberly doll. Okay, okay. She's the Pink Ranger. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay, because the thing is, is that Disney owned them at one point. Right. You know, and they sold them back in the... That's uh, when Disney was good. I mean, Power Rangers were good. In 2010, <laughs> they sold it for $500 million back to... Uh, actually, went to... Uh, let's see here. Uh, a capital group. A Sabian Capital Group uh, would invest $500 million in, Sa- in Sabian brands... It, they basically bring back the entertainment to Mr. Sa- Sa- whatever, Sabon. Bond. Bond, yeah. Uh, just so you know, the first wave of Toys Ed will hit stores in spring of 2019 for Power Rangers Beast Morphers. It's the TV's show's upcoming 26th season airing on Nickelodeon. Wow. They also joined Transformers and My Little Pony as brands owned in full by Hasbro as they attempt to continue boosting their presence in the entertainment business as a way to fuel toy sales. No additional details. Um, so there you have it. Um, next year, Power Rangers brought to you by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's, there's a vehicle that was Michael Bay can get a board on and, and do explosions crazy and not like not be go. Yeah, it's a ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you, no kidding. <laughs> uh, would you like to know the details? Yes. Okay. Has- oh, please. Uh, Hasbro previously paid Sublime Brands $22.25 million, uh pursuant to the Power Rangers Master Toy License Agreement uh-huh. announced by parties in February 2018. Um, that was scheduled to begin in 2019. Those uh, amounts are being credited against the purchase price. Under the terms of the purchase agreement, Hasbro will pay an additional $229.7 million in cash and will issue $270 million worth of Hasbro common stock for the Power Rangers brand and several other entertainment brands. Several other entertainment brands. That's interesting. Yeah. The agreement includes all related intellectual property, uh, category rights, and content libraries owned by Saban Properties and its affiliates. The transaction is subject to a number of customary closing conditions, including obtaining required regulatory approvals, and is expected to close during the second quarter of 2018. So what? So basically, what it is is that Hasbro is buying the rights of, of Power Rangers, but Mr. Saban or whatever his name is uh, is has basically control right over what they can do with it. Basically, to a point where it's like I'm sure he's making fees off of this. I'm sure he is. How old is this man? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but he, he yeah, I'm sure some twenty some year old bimbo is going. Where does he live? <laughs> oh, so this- I just googled it. How old is he? No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, hey, Sean asked, so I'm going to find out. Fine. I will. I will uh... <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Everyone I got it right away. 
It was even funnier that he didn't get it. Yes. That's even better. He is 73 years old. <laughs> I just added his address to my contact book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just show, you know, break me off a couple of bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's shaking her head. All right, Ed. Uh... <laughs> that guy's a genius. I have to say, because not only he screwed Disney over, basically, because like Disney's like, ah, right, we can't, you can't do anything more with this. We we painted ourselves in a, in a corner. We can't. Here, see, we take it back. You know, and they're like, all right, well, we'll take it back for five hundred million dollars. I, I like how much they paid for it, uh, but then <laughs> and then now he's like, oh, Hasbro, you're interested? All right, because <laughs> uh, he was he was involved. During Disney's, during Disney's tenure with it, so you know he made multiple right. millions of dollars off of it. So he's like, I don't have to do a thing. All I have to do is show up at an office. They send me some picture, send me some kind of script. I sign my name to and go, and yeah, it looks good. And cha-ching. <laughs> Easiest job ever. ever right. Yeah? Genius. I think he's smarter than Disney. I, oh, this guy might be smarter than Disney. Push your mouth. Next thing you know, you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> And next thing you know, this is like, yeah, okay, from do you want better? We just bought Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. This is like, they did what? Oh, hold my beer. I got to make another big purchase. How much money have you got in those coffers? <laughs> How much money did Infinity War make? Okay, let's make a deal. <laughs> uh, not only do we have a billion dollar movie at hand, but did you know we got another one coming out? Like, oh. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Um, bonus material, I do have a couple extra perks for bonus material. All right. All right, I want to see what you guys are feeling. Uh, DC Universe, Warner Brothers DC Digital Service gets a name. Okay. Uh, a live-action Swamp Thing TV series is in development. Okay. Um, 16 movies that took a hard left turn into what-the-fuck territory. And yeah. that, that one takes a little, that's a little tough to swallow. Yeah. Um. Why do they have to be good movies? That, like, you know, right. movie I've never heard of. Like, what? All right, whatever. Uh, J.K. Rollins apologizes for killing off a beloved Harry Potter character. Oh. Uh, the, and here's Infinity War culminates in a 10-year project, correct? Yeah. Would you like to hear what, um, re- what was originally said about the first Iron Man movie? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Also, um, did you know... Uh, there's a thing called Pornhub. Easy into this one. Ready? <laughs> okay. Would you like to know the Infinity War's most searched characters on Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to have an article for that. I can tell you that right now. Uh, you, you just Google it, but I mean, figured, you know. Um, I got that. I got there's that. a list, yeah. Uh, there's a list. I'm not going to tell you because we got bonus material. You know, I'm going to say, I'm looking here. La, la, la. Oh, yeah, there's a... Uh, I got 11 so far from... It's... Yeah, it's a good list. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, thank you folks for listening here to Geeksters live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just for Aquanet Radio, those apps. Of course, if you enjoyed the show, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Also, if you want to catch the podcast version of the show, you can go to the About section. Look up, and it'll tell you where you can find this this podcast version. Go to wordswithgeeks.com, iTunes, or Google Play Music, and they're there as well. Uh, but the, as as Sean just mentioned, there's a list of, of possible bonus material that you're not going to hear right now. You're going to have to download the show this week to find out what, what articles we picked and what articles we're going to laugh at. That's right. 
In the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com, and that's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Weren't those articles interesting? They were fascinating, riveting. But now we go down to that dark, seedy alley of the red light district of geeksters known as Pornhub. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, well, Infinity, in, Avengers Infinity Wars, most search characters on Pornhub. Okay. All right, you want to bounce around? Who do you think number one is? Uh, I'd, I'd have to say it's going to be probably... Uh, 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 I did not see it, so I don't know. I It goes okay. backwards. It goes backwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would think it would be uh, Scarlett Jane's character. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Or Gamora, I should say, as he said. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say Scarlet Witch. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think there's you know the witchcraft. And, <laughs> it's giving me like Vision or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean we're thinking female, so yeah. You know, um, I guess you know. Okay, well let's uh, let's find out. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Pornhub sent Cinema Blend um, some stats. Okay. Um, the surprisingly determined Avengers has skyrocketed three hundred and fifty six percent since the film opened. <laughs> of course. There's just something about those costumes a whole saving the world thing gets people excited. All right, that's the thing. Key to Marvel's cinematic universe, both from a wholesome fan perspective and from getting your rocks off perspective, is that there's so many different heroes to choose from. <laughs> Everyone has heroes of their own favorite and that extends to the bedroom too. Yeah. All right, so here's a list of 14 characters who have been searched the most. Okay. And we're going to represent them in order. Ready? Yeah. Number 14 is Loki. Okay, I can see that. Tom Hiddleston is an incredibly attractive guy. Taylor Swift thought so. Uh, a lot of fans think so. There's something about Loki scheming and whining, though it holds him back there. No one dreams of the scrawny little brother, or apparently less people dream of the scrawny little brother. <laughs> Number 13, Nebula. Really? Weird, weird, weird. weird. <laughs> yes. I don't want to be judging, and people can be into whatever they want. It's not even the blue things. She just has so much weirdness going on with her basic appearance, but I guess to some people refer them to maladjusted sister, so each their own. Talent, uh, technosexuals, that's what they are. Oh, look at you coming out with a term. Yeah. Okay, number 12, Falcon. This was kind of basic. Okay. Honestly, I would have expected him a little higher. <laughs> Anthony Mackie is a good-looking dude. Falcon doesn't have profound personal problems. Maybe he's just not a major enough character for people to think about. All right. Number 11, Doctor Strange. All right. I, I mean, it's just, I'm proud to say he's just like it's his hands. Doctor Strange would be uh, way higher if he were a more established character. Benedict Cumberbatch has really obsessive fans, and a lot of them are really into whatever he's got going on. Plus, his character has the whole aloof and mystical vibe going on. I expect him to go higher on those list um, in just the, in a few years. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. He does have the, you know, the magic, the, yeah. the fingers, and the eye of Agamotto, where, you know, he can, um, what do you call it, turn back time. Yeah. Okay. This one's weird. Number 10, Thanos. Can't imagine what type of ridiculous filth would be involved in a Thanos porn. Uh, you know he's really got he's got really upsetting sexual preferences. I bet the people searching for him are really well traveled porn users, the type who just keep going further and further into subgenres when the vanilla stuff stop, stops working. 
Well, I mean, you figure those, those big hands, you know, that big, big hands, big, the glove, right. fisting. He's got the whole thing going on. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, ben reality, if you wanted to. Yeah. He could make you anybody. He could be anybody. Yeah. Number nine. That's, this guy's kind of low on the list. Iron Man. Okay. Wow, poor Tony, Tony Stark. This might be the worst thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> Outranked on porn searches by all the other major Avengers characters. You know, he would have it to, he would have to bet on himself in the top three minimum. <laughs> Number eight is actually Gamora. Okay. I get it. The green thing doesn't bother me. And if she's good enough for Star-Lord, she's good enough for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, if there's a relatively normal-looking woman painted green, is the weirdest thing about the porn you're looking at, you're definitely still the, the reasonably normal bubble. Well, you know, the, the only thing that I always wondered is, is like, just because she's human-esque, does it mean does she have all the plumbing that goes with it? That is a very good question. I'm, I'm this is comic books. I'm right. Say yeah, sure. Unless okay. you know, yeah. Unless she came out and said, you know, yeah, my vagina is in my navel, what you would consider a navel, you know, yeah. or, or like she tilts her head back and it goes <laughs> like out of her neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's not an Adam's apple. That's a vulva. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, number seven, again, surprising, Thor. Really? I thought that would be like... thought that'd be up there. Yeah. He makes me Thor. <laughs> um, what the fuck, people? I'm not so outraged right now. As Drax says in the Infinity War, this is a man. Fun fact, when Pornhub first sent me this list, I asked three women around the office who they thought would be the highest ranking male, and all three guessed Thor. No idea how that's not translating in the real world, real world searches. Again, like I said, this is uh, by... Matt Rawdon three days ago you, you figure that like like Thor's kind of out there like you know because like you know seeing them in the movies he'd take a drink and throw the glass down so he's, he's kinda, very alpha male yeah but I mean some of them I like that like you know he, maybe he's rough with them yeah alright number six my girl Scarlet Witch okay uh, what's not to like here honestly this seems a little low She's a beautiful woman with all kinds of weird powers. I don't even begin to understand. <laughs> she also has a little bit of a darkness inside her and wears a costume that has led to complaints about it showing too much cleavage. FYI, she could wear an orange ring poncho and she'd still be hot. <laughs> For an Olsen. <laughs> all right. Top five. There we go. Uh, Stacy? Go ahead. Stacy's guessing. Top three. Uh-huh. Okay, you see Black Widow, Black uh, Panther, and Captain America in some order in the top five. Three. Top three, three, okay? Automatically, you're wrong because number five is Black Panther. Okay. okay? Uh, let's, put a let's put aside the fact that he's king and superhero and literally fights people to maintain his throne. He's also all got kinds of bizarre and fascinating gadgets his sister makes. <laughs> and I'm not saying his sister would intentionally make things he could use in the bedroom, but he's a resourceful guy. Use your imagination. <laughs> Number four, <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> I was not expecting him on the list at all. I, me either. If you're playing with fire, her people, <laughs> Hulk might be a muscular beast, but he's also uncontrollable when he's in Hulk mode. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't go there. Just be careful. There's no way he hasn't accidentally put a woman in the hospital through a sexual encounter gone wrong. Play safe. <laughs> okay, top three. Ready? Yeah. Captain America is number three. All right. I can't even imagine how many people he saved in his life. You know, some of them wanted to reward him. He's too good of a person to accept money. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to repay him in other ways, though, that's ultimately their decision. Plus, just so you know, he's a generous lover. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> it's a, you, you, the question when they say stuff like that, Jared's like, how do you know like, this guy? <laughs> He's a generous liar. He tips big. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves a big tip. <laughs> All right, this one's a little surprising. Number two? Yes. Spider-Man. Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> Is awkward high school guy a fantasy for some people? Are you hoping he delivers some weird pop culture references mid-fooling around the bedroom? I mean, if you're into this, like, freak flag vibe. <laughs> he can tie you up with his web shooter things, I guess. And then afterwards, you can watch videos of people playing video games on YouTube or whatever the hell high schoolers do nowadays. <laughs> um, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's the... Um, you can have being the... Oh, he's so innocent. I would love to you know, yeah. be the first one to have him. Like the whole virginity thing. Yeah, awkward. Oh, let's see. He's got the... I mean, he's 16. I'm just saying. You know, there's that. Okay, maybe he's 18 in the porn fantasies, and Aunt May isn't really his aunt. And then next thing you know, don't, 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 don't. You're going on your first big date. You're going to the prom. I got to make sure that you know how you're, what you're doing. Next thing you know, bing, bang, boom. Aunt May is getting some web fluid shot in her face. <laughs> all right. Number one, no big surprise, Black Widow. Yeah. Yep, she's got it all. Model looks, vicious roundhouse kicks, a tight black suit. So many levels of in, and I'm extremely jealous of Bruce Banner that there's kind of something sort of going on there. <laughs> I can't imagine any scenario in which she isn't in, she isn't number one on this list every every single time a new Avengers movie or a solo movie comes out until she leaves the universe. There you go. There you go. <sighs> <laughs> I got. I have a feeling she'd be number one just just yeah. because of. Who she is, you know, and then yeah. Um, Sometimes I, I I hope for the better. Like, <laughs> don't be so obvious, people. Of course, it's Scarlett Johansson. I mean, how can you not? Right. Like, you know, Stacey was showing me photos of her butt, like on sets and stuff. She's like, "Look at that butt." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good butt." <laughs> like, I don't know what I don't know. Thanks for showing me. No, look at can, it. Can you see? <laughs> She's getting all mad. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, there you have it. Unless you want to know about uh, how Captain Marvel boasts de aging technology for 90s setting and younger characters. Say this again Captain Marvel boasts de aging technology for 90s setting and younger characters. Oh, oh, oh that, that Captain Marvel. Yeah, that Captain Marvel. Do you think Shazam? Yeah. No. They yeah. can't use Captain Marvel anymore. They have to use Shazam. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Avengers Infinity War directors considered including TV characters. Really? Yeah. Oh, sounds like someone would like to know about that one. Yeah. All right, Ed. Um, uh, let's see. Well, Anthony and Joe Russo's epic superhero ensemble flick was already packed with more than 30 key principal heroes. The Defenders-level heroes and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters almost got pulled into the mix. Ultimately, it was a creative decision based on the theatrical experience as the film was a combination of 18 movies and was never intended to bring together those loose ends from Netflix or cable. Hmm. Um, he's like, we made the briefest consideration of including TV characters from in Infinity War, uh, Anthony Russo told Variety. When we're alone in a room with screenwriters Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, we considered every idea. We like thinking of everyone but it seemed that the story that had been told within the movies was so specific and elaborate already that once we started working through the story, we knew we had our hands full with just a set of characters and narratives. In the meantime, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist are fighting their own battles on ground level in New York City. So I wonder how that's going to um, 
how they're going to handle that like in the future hmm. so are they going to mention it or not or okay well we didn't, didn't think anything with Daredevil so guess what he lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean is that going to scale out to other other properties like other like you know that's yeah that's interesting sure but on the other hand um, the the I don't know if you knew or not, but the Russos are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're brothers or brothers? Yeah, they never made much consideration of including the Fantastic Four X-Men characters due to them being owned by Fox. Yeah, because um, that deal won't actually, I think, uh, finish till next summer. So we're, we're a long ways off before yeah. we see them. And He's the, like, I just think as far as where that specific deal is right now, it's not at a point where we can start working with those characters in a creative level yet, he said. And we'd love to, and hopefully we all work out someday. But it's not in the time frame of these movies that we're making right now. How great would it have been, like, as, you know, in the end, you know, what do you call it? Hugh Jackman running in. and Or, or what do you call it? You're watching a helicopter slam into the Baxter building or almost slam into the Baxter building while you have these two elongated arms just grabbed out of midair. You know, sorry, I got a fart. Oh, yeah, toot toot. Sorry, we went, we went two full episodes without me passing gas on air. So, l'chaim. <laughs> Toxic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and by the way, J.K. Rowling apologizes for killing Dobby. Really? Yeah. It seems to be like every year because in the books, when the Battle of Hogwarts takes place, it's about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. In Harry Potter timeline, not in real, real world time. Right. Every year she picks a, we call it a, a person to apologize for killing. I, knew, I remember one, day, one year she apologized for killing Snape. Another year, she apologized for killing off uh, uh, whoever else. Like, fan favorites, like mm-hmm. serious. So she was like, um, it's that anniversary again, she tweeted. This year, I apologize for killing someone who didn't die during the Battle of Hogwarts, but who laid down his life to save the people who would win it. I refer to, of course, as Dobby the house elf. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> Today, I would just like to say I'm really, really sorry about Fred. You know, as you said in the past. Yeah. Um, bows head in acceptance of your reasonable ire. <laughs> Once again, it's the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts, so as promised, I shall apologize for death. This year, Remus Lupin. <laughs> Here it is. Please don't start flame wars over, but this year I'd like to apologize for killing whispers. Snape runs for cover. So apparently she just apologizes. I'm sorry, I killed him. I know he was your favorite, but sometimes people got to go. Just got to go. You know? No, no, no purpose for a house elf named Dobby. <laughs> I'm skimming through the uh, the a quote here. A franchise that is already beginning to rust. Here's what critics originally said about the first Iron Man movie. Wow, oh, jeez. Ten years later, we look back at what critics originally thought of the first Marvel movie. Um, the BBC, uh, BBC critic Paul Arnant. Uh, rightly made notes of Robert Downey Jr.'s charismatic return as Tony Stark. Um, Stark is a humming dynamo of energy and humor, and Downey Jr.'s delightful performance is far more appealing than the stodgy, guilt-ridden heroes of Batman and Spider-Man. While he operates on his own stealing morale code, there's none that's tiresome bitching. There's none of that tiresome bitching about the burden of responsibility. Iron Man understands that being a superhero is supposed to be fun. Um, he also talks about John, John Favreau, shoots a plentiful action with. Um, on, and the production design of the Iron Man suit is top notch. He looks like a muscle car on legs. Sci-Fi Magazine is heading up the list of positives. Is Robert Downey Jr. Um, everyone seems to like him. Um, 
indeed, he also highlighted the relationship between Stark and Pepper. He arguably more watchable than his ferric alter ego, particularly when he's sparring with super PA love interest Pepper Potts in a will-they-won't-they relationship that brings moonlighting to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wasn't keen on the film's villain when played by Jeff Bridges, however, with motives that include fluctuations in his share price rather than the traditional taking over the world. The, the villain doesn't really cut it. By the time Iron Man tests his metal against a bigger Iron Monger, uh, you want them to get it over with as quickly as possible. Surprisingly, as it's the only the second proper glimpse we get of Iron Man in action. Um, of course, he was quick to point out how well the film's references worked with the potential for future sequels, which of course turned to be pro- prophetic. Prophetic. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, the story wouldn't have, have been Marvel's only concern. There's a chance plot was sacrificed in the name of introducing a world at large to a non-A-list hero while keeping fans happy. Diehards will love War Machine and Shield references. Uh, the Iron Man succeeds. It's a total film magazine. Not too dark, not too light, a bit gray, then. Not at all. This buoyant, bright, and constant breeze. So apparently they liked it. Come on, give me some, give me some of the bad guys. The bad ones. Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, okay, no. Positive. Time magazine. Give it a glowing review. Well, you know, speaking of 10-year-old movies, I actually watched a movie this week that I, I forgot to mention. The fact is I watched Speed Racer again. It's oh, yeah? made in 2008, so... Uh, one, I was just flipping through my, my list of my digital movies, and I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while. Let me watch it and see. Like, it wasn't, like, to me, like, the great movie. Like, it was okay. It wasn't, like, horrible to me, but... Well, now we're, we're talking about the um, Speed Racer my, made by the Wachowski brothers at the time. Time, right, yes. Um, it wasn't too long after they did the Matrix movies. Yes. At that point, they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do Speed Racer. And everyone's like, here's some money. Go yes. for it. All right, so... Uh, how, the, it's. I mean, it still holds up. I think. I mean, you I know, actually, kind of like it. Like, the know. colors are so bright and so like you know cheery, it, and then like just the the racing part of it, the the the, the action of it, just just you know, and it really does. The more I thought about it, the more I watched it, it was like the more it was. It really represented the old '60s cartoon, like when that was yeah. made, and it was just like it was really like that kind of like. Uh, Over the top acting, right? It was yeah, very very, like, very, <gasps> very nostalgic to that kind of of uh writing back then so it was it was very close to what it was and especially when like they added some ninjas and the whole like right. goofiness of it and you had like you know uh, sp- sp- uh, sp- uh sparkle sp- <laughs> uh, sp- uh, sprocket uh, is that the kid's name yeah yeah and chim chim sprocket and chim chim yeah. yeah and then there's trixie is uh his, his girlfriend uh, what do you call it which was uh played by uh, christina ricci which yes. right away already had my ticket sold because i love her um, John Goodman is a dad. Yeah. He was like, I ran him in. Um, the kid playing... Um, Emil Hirsch was the uh, guy who played Speed Racer. Right, and then uh, whatever happened to him? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> and he, did, he, did, like, he did two good movies. Like, Well, Speed Racer, and then there was another movie that was uh, uh, The Girl Next Door, I think it was called. You're right, you're right, you're right. The Girl Next Door, I love that movie. That's that was just, a great oh, movie. I don't know him. All right. So I don't know what he's doing now, but... Uh, yeah, it was it was it was, a, it was a fun movie. It's you know, and it real that's what you had to take away from that. It's not like it's you know, like two thousand and eight. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Top build cast. Emile Hirsch with Speed. So what's he doing now? Uh, he's known for Into the Wild in two thousand and seven. All right. The Girl Next Door. He was in Milk, apparently. Okay. Uh, he's done fifty movies, or he was in fifty things. Wow. wow. Um, he looks like he's like. Never Grow Old, The Disassembled Man, The Sounds of Animals Fighting. That still looks like stuff that's coming up. 
Um, oh, he's in The Outsider. Um, I think that's the um, Jared Leto movie on Netflix where Jared Leto plays a uh, Yakuza guy. Mm. Uh, he was in Troll Hunters, a TV series. Uh, he was in Jay-Z Legacy, as short as Benny. <laughs> he did some... He was in The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Look, I'm trying to see if I can find a, the hits. He was in Bonnie, he was in Bonnie and Clyde, the two 2013 TV miniseries as Clyde. Hmm. Uh, Lone Survivor. He was in Lone Survivor. Huh, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say he was in The Darkest Hour. He was in Sean. That always hurts. Not only did you spell it wrong, but it's in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also was the voice of speed in the 2008 video game. Hmm. Yeah, all right. He was in Alpha Dogs. Uh, kind of like that kid, too. You know? Yeah. Uh, interesting. You just kind of maybe like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, you know, walk down that lake and watch uh, uh, Girl Next Door. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I love that movie. That was a good movie. And speaking of like, hey, my neighbor's a porn star. <laughs> it's like the anti-Fright Night. Or, or it's every boy's dream Fright Night. That's <laughs> who happens. Girl, move next door. She's a porn star. Oh. <gasps> And she kind of likes them. Like, yeah. Oh, da, da, da. Okay. You know. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Now you listen to Geeksters, um, our podcast version of the show that we normally do on Sunday nights, starting around seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. District Aquanet Radio on those apps. But of course, your whole Geeksters experience wouldn't be complete unless you go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like or follow us at, on Twitter at, at Geeksters. And of course, uh, don't forget to tell your friends. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.